Welcome to the Health From Home podcast. I'm Dr. Stephanie Uremko, a naturopathic doctor and mother, and I passionately believe that health is about so much more than the absence of disease. In this podcast, we draw upon my years of experience as a naturopathic doctor and family wellness expert and dive into how mind, body, spirit, and community all come together to create true health from home. Welcome everyone to the final episode of season one of Health From Home. I'm very excited to be going over a wrap up of what we've done this season and discussed this season so far and help create good strategies for you to implement some of or all if you so wish to do so what we have discussed during the season. So season one has been all about immunity tips and tricks for improving your immune system, for understanding how to prevent disease and illness, and also what to do when you do get sick in terms of at-home treatments. So we started off the season talking a little bit about mindset, about health and illness, and I think this is a really important place to start. Right now, There are a lot of people who are very afraid of ever getting sick, of ever getting ill, and this is a really unfortunate situation to be in because a certain amount of illness is inevitable in life, and we have to keep that in mind and have realistic expectations in terms of health and and illness. The other thing that's quite fascinating is that there are studies that show that fear decreases your immunity. So when you're afraid, when you have a fear response, uh, certain parts of the immune system get activated in terms of sending certain white blood cells to an injury, like a wound, for example. But it's also been found that when you have a fear response in the brain, that it reduces your overall immunity to viruses like the influenza virus, for example. So that's just something to kind of keep in mind as I go through today talking about different strategies is that this is about illness prevention and I guess reduction would be a better word so that frequency is less and severity is less, but by no means is this illness elimination. What we've discussed this season so far, a lot of it has to do with lifestyle and all of this, all of these are things that we can do from home. This is how we support our families. This is how we keep our families healthy. So we discussed nutrition, both things that like foods that are really good, that help bolster our immunity, as well as things that we may be consuming too much of that are reducing our immunity, like sugar, for example. We've talked about sleep, uh, daily rhythms and routines, the importance of exercise, you know, getting enough, but also not too much. The importance of social support, stress, stress management, all of that, reducing exposure, hand hygiene, All of these things are really important in terms of strengthening our immune system because at the end of the day, our immune system is really a big way in which we interact with our world and our environment. It's like our, our mediator in terms of 
us versus not us. And we, we want to have, I guess, good, good interactions with that. I want to talk about strategies that you could use to implement some of what we've discussed in this podcast during this season, because most of the information that I have given is probably stuff that you kind of already know. You know, you know that too much sugar is not good for you. You know that you should eat more whole foods. You know that you should probably sleep more. You know you should probably exercise and move. You know that having too much stress is not a good thing and that you should manage stress levels and have a good social support network, etc., etc. But how much of this are we actually doing on a regular basis? This is where there's often a gap between what we know we should be doing versus what we actually do. And I'm not saying this in a way of like, well, you should be doing all these things and now I'm going to stress you out because you're not doing them and so you should feel like a failure. That's not the idea at all. This is about how do we start incorporating some of this into our life so that we can improve our health and the health of our families. The first key thing about creating a strategy is you don't want to overwhelm yourself. The likelihood of doing everything that we've talked about, you know, every day perfectly is very low. I would say, I mean, there might be some people out there that are able to do that, but for for the most of us, that's not, that's not really an achievable uh, goal. So we don't want to overwhelm ourselves. We want to pick something that is achievable. And that's how we set ourselves up for success. Is we set a goal that we can achieve and then we set out and do it, achieve it, have that positive reward feeling of, yes, I've succeeded. And then from there, you can add on or you can stay there for a while if that's what feels good for you. That's part of the plan is figuring out what changes you do want to make. There are different ways to decide what changes you want to make. And it's not that one is better than the other. The one that's best is the one that's going to work best for you. So one strategy that you could use is think back on what we've talked about and pick one area that you're not currently doing or one item of one area that you're not currently doing that would be quite easy for you to change and add into your daily life so that you you have something that's quite easy and you're pretty much guaranteed success as long as you do it, as long as you try to do it. That's one way to do it is that you pick kind of like that low hanging fruit, like the ones that you're almost there. How about we just start there? Then you get that sense of achievement. And like I said, you can always add on from there, but you at least have made positive changes. Another method that works for some people is you think back, you know, whether it be nutrition, sleep, exercise, stress, daily rhythm, social support, I think to those areas that you are struggling the most in. So this is like the opposite where you're going to pick actually what's probably the hardest for you. The area that you are the furthest away from succeeding in currently, because that might make the biggest difference for you. Then you look at that area and you think, okay, what can I do in that area that is manageable? So like break it down. 
So maybe you choose sleep, for example. Maybe you're not sleeping very much. You're constantly on the go and you get like six hours of sleep a night or maybe less, who knows. Maybe what's manageable for you is that you start setting an alarm for your bedtime and you start creating time that is for rest at night. And that that is something that is manageable. And maybe, you know, maybe you're still using an alarm to wake up in the morning initially and you might not have set quite enough hours for you, but you're getting more sleep than you were before. And you're consistent with starting to prioritize it and not letting things from the evening spill over into your nighttime sleep time. That might be one example of something that you could start with. Maybe your every day is very chaotic and different and you have no rhythm or routine. So you pick a certain time of the day that, you know, maybe it's your morning routine, maybe it's your nighttime routine, maybe it's breakfast. You pick one thing and you create a small routine around that. And this could be something as simple as when I wake up, The first thing I do is I go to the bathroom, I brush my teeth, I wash my face, brush my hair, whatever, and then I have a glass of water. And I'm going to start every morning with that routine. It doesn't obviously have to be that exact routine, but something simple like that. And you just do that over and over and over again until that becomes habit. The whole goal with creating these changes is that once you get it into your habit body, Once something becomes habitual, it is so much easier to maintain. But the only way to get it there is to keep repeating it, to do it over and over and over again. And the nice thing about changing these routines or changing these things that you're doing at home is that let's say you pick something, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And you start doing it and it is just not working for you. Like it's so hard. It's just not working. You can change. You can always be like, you know what? This doesn't work for me. I need to change my goal. And that is totally fine. That's actually really, really important. So the thing that's important is that when you have your goal, that it's something that's very specific. You know, saying, well, I'm going to start eating better isn't specific. How do you measure that? How do you determine whether or not you have succeeded? So maybe your goal is, I'm going to eat five servings of fruit and vegetable daily. That's something that's measurable. That's something that's specific. You know whether or not you did that. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the week, the end of two weeks, whatever period of time you want to give yourself in terms of reevaluation, I wouldn't give it much more than two weeks for an initial reevaluation, just because if you've picked something that really isn't working for you, You don't want to be beating your head against the wall for that long of a time. You want to readjust and make sure that it works. Is you you do a bit of self-reflection and self-evaluation. Like, how have I done? Has this been working? Have I been succeeding in this? That doesn't mean that you've done it 100% of the time and it has been perfect, but have you more or less succeeded in what you have set out to do? If so, keep going until that becomes part of a habit, as long as that's feeling good for you, obviously. 
if you have completely not been able to succeed in this, then you need to go back and reevaluate and think, okay, well, why, why did I not succeed? What factors hindered me from succeeding? Maybe you made nutrition goals and your goal was to cook dinner for your family every night of the week and it just hasn't happened. Maybe you only cooked dinner once or twice a week and then now you're feeling like crap because you wanted to do it seven days and you only did two, but you were so exhausted from work the other days, etc., etc., that it just didn't happen. So you go back and you think, okay, well, was my goal too high? So maybe I need to make my goal like I'm going to cook dinner twice a week to start. Or maybe it's that I'm so tired when I get home, I don't have time to prep everything. What can I do to prep things in advance? Can I plan something in advance when I do have the time and energy so that the other days work for me? If that makes sense for you guys. So it's not just about, oh, did I succeed or not? But if I did not succeed, why not? And what can I do to mitigate that why not? Was it that the goal was just completely unachievable? Or was it that it could be achievable, but I need more support in another area, and so I need to change or adjust something? And go back and try again. In terms of social support... This is one area that I think is so critical. And I remember a little while ago, there were quite a few reels and memes and stuff. I were going around social media, more in the parenting realm, talking about like, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And I was like, so where is this village? Do, is there a number I call? Do they just show up? Like, I'm not seeing it. And they're quite funny. However, the thing is, There isn't a number to call. There isn't a village that just shows up for most of us in in our society. We have to create that. So that is something that you can also actively create. Again, it takes time. So for you increasing your social support, it might look at people you already have and how do you strengthen those ties? How can you improve what you have with with the people you already have in your social support? That's one thing you could do. You could also be aware of areas that you are lacking support, people that you'd really like to be supporting you in a certain way. Where would you find those people? You know, maybe it's through a hobby. Maybe it's through a club. Maybe it's through a group. Maybe it's uh, a social media group. It doesn't have to all be in person, although in person has a lot of benefits to it. What ways could you increase your village, so to speak. And again, specific achievable goals, start working from that. You could set goals in multiple areas that we've discussed. You could choose one to start with. It really is up to you, but I'd really encourage everyone to just think about what they can do, what they want to do, and how they're going to do it. And then also how they're going to evaluate how they're doing and when they evaluate it. That's really how you bring these changes into effect. And this is what's going to help improve your immune system, obviously your overall health, and just improve the immunity, the health of your family. I'd love to know what topics you'd like me to discuss in future seasons. Send me in the comments areas that you'd be interested to have discussed in the next season of Health From Home. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, it would mean a lot if you could review this podcast wherever you are listening. For more information on lifestyle changes you can make, including my free class on a natural approach to cold and flu season, visit my website, dryuremko.com. Until next time, be well and take care.